0: It's time for South Dakota's Sports Talk Show. This is The Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to The Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown.
1: All right, welcome in on a Monday, how are you? Thanks for being here, the Nate Brown Show back and ready. Here we go, kick off the week, it's college football season. Is it, are we ready? High school football kicking off, soccer's been in full swing, I mean, This is the fun time of year. By the way, school is starting up. Did you get that memo? School is starting up. Some of the schools already in action. Rapid City Public Schools getting after it tomorrow. So it's here. It's ready. The fall sports season fully underway. Hope you had a nice weekend. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. You know that. Welcome in. South Dakota Sports Talk Show Live, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, FoxSportsRapidCity.com as well. Also bring us up on Twitter right now, at NateBrownShow. You can watch the show there and also on YouTube. The Nate Brown Show. So a packed Monday show. Back and ready. We might as well make the Monday count, so we'll get after it here. The Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by Black Hills Urgent Care. When it comes to great care in this community, that's the place I go. Me and my family pop in when you're not feeling well. They'll get you better quicker. Black Hills Urgent Care. Two locations, Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road. Seven days a week. They're open. No appointment needed. Very convenient. Drop by and get the care you need. Start feeling better, quicker with the professional staff. Proudly Owned by physicians. That's Black Hills Urgent Care. Check in online before you go if you want. You avoid the weight at all. BHUcare.com. BHUcare.com. Black Hills Urgent Care. The faster way to get better. All right, let's look at the Monday show, then we'll get after it. Some questions of the day. A little high school football version. Some high school football action today uh, in our question of the day. South Dakota Sports Talk Show inviting in Eric Eager tonight. Eric Eager is going to join us, NFL analyst, straight ahead from Sumer Sports. Also, J.D. Paquel, college football analyst on 3.com. College football season is here. I told you, had hey, that week zero stuff. That's good stuff, man. Week zero is good stuff. J.D. Pakel, college football analyst on tap. High school football coverage, we told you, Jason Andera, he'll join us live from Sioux Falls, high school football uh, analyst from Midco Sports. Down to Denver we go. Zach Stevens on the way, Broncos beat reporter for the DNVR.com. Zach Stevens on tap and uh, a busy show, as you can tell, on a Monday. So we're packed and ready. By the way, our first game in the books. Rapid City Christian out of the gate in a big way. How about that win over Lee Deadwood the other night, 44 to nothing. Our first game coverage brought to you on Friday, out at at Hart Ranch. Rapid City Christian rolled past Lee Deadwood 44 nothing this uh, week. What do we have? We got Rapid City Central kicking things off. Rapid City Central goes on the road to Sturgis, and we'll have that game live from Woodle Field coming up on Friday. The Cobblers under new head coach Brandon Colpitts, and we'll track down coach this week as well. Let's get off and running, invite you on. 720-1067. 720-1067 is our studio line. You can join the program there. Also, the Barron's-Wilson text line ready to roll. 720-1067 on the Barron's-Wilson text line, 720 all right? I said we have some high school football uh, discussion points and a high school football question of the day out there. So I'll start with that really quick, and then I'm going to get to the NFL, okay? Uh, I'm going to get to a bigger question when it comes to the NFL and kind of where we're at right now. But I want to start off with this high school football thing. So here's what we got going. You see some of the smaller schools in action this past week. And so to update you on some highlights that I noticed, uh, I'm going to run through some highlights as as we covered it. Uh, Matt Kearney, the uh, Score Central debut on Friday as well. So he was all over this stuff. Here's some of the highlights that I noticed for the high school football weekend. And then you tell me if this is eh, a big deal or not. Okay, So one is you see Hot Springs just blast Redfield. Did you guys see this? They played on Saturday. So we we spread out the games kind of Thursday, Friday, Saturday because of officiating and, and making sure enough people are available. That's been going on the last couple of years. So this was a Saturday game, and Hot Springs beat Redfield 55 to nothing. That's an 11B game. Hot Springs made the semifinals last year. So this, to me, when I look at the high school football scene here as I came in this Monday, I'm going, okay, who really impressed me? Who do we have to think about? Is is this real or is this just an easy opponent? So I'm kind of breaking this down. It's really hard to tell in, in week one because you don't know who's who. But I look at it and I say, anytime you beat, like, I don't know how good Redfield is. I have no idea. But I think about an East River team. Usually pretty physical, usually pretty good. Not all of them, but usually pretty good. And it was like 40 to nothing in the first quarter, right? It was like 40 to nothing in the first quarter. And then Hot Springs beat them 55 to nothing. They called the game at half. That was it. Mercy ruled them. I haven't seen that from a Hot Springs team in how long? I mean, you got to go back a ways. I mean, Hot Springs has been really good years past. They were good last year, and they played Redfield tight. I think it was a two point win for Hot Springs last year. And now they beat them 55 to nothing at half on a mercy rule. So that one jumped out to me. That was down in Hot Springs Saturday. And then our game the night before on Friday here's something Rapid City Christian, I told you, I feel like is coming along. I feel like Rapid City Christian, the school, the sports department, the whole thing, I feel like they're coming along. And Rapid City Christian beat Lee Deadwood in our game of the week Friday, 44 to nothing. It wasn't ever even in doubt. Simon Kiefer, that QB out there, he's a junior at Christian. I thought it's pretty impressive. 344 yards through the air. I think 70 yards on the ground. I mean, you're talking about a 400-yard day. And that was Friday night. And the reason I say, well, Lee Deadwood struggled, right, for quite some time now. So you go, is is that a big deal? Rapid City Christian winning 44 to nothing? Well, a couple of things with this. Rapid City Christian's not that far removed from being a nine-man football team. Just a couple of years ago, a nine-man football program. And now they've uh, blossomed into, yes, an 11-man team the last couple of years. But now an 11-B, what, are they going to be a contender maybe when you take a look at the teams in this area? Is Rapid City Christian winning 44 to nothing over Lee Deadwood Friday? What do you think of that? Here's what I think. They went to overtime with Lee Deadwood last year. And you can't always compare this year to the next year. You can't always do that. But just a frame of reference. And so you look at Hot Springs blasting Redfield. They had a tight game last year. You look at Rapid City Christian blasting Lee Deadwood, a really tight game last year. So now I look at it in the big picture and I go, hey, answer this question of the day for me. Wherever you're at on this, when you see scores like that in our area team's West River, sometimes we don't see those scores. Sometimes we've been on the other end of those. When you see scores like that, 55-0 halftime Hot Springs win over Redfield, 44-0 blowout shutout, Rapid City Christian over lead Deadwood, are we going to say this is kind of a big deal? Is this a big deal for the rest of the state to kind of look, hey, maybe, maybe they're playing out there now. Maybe some of these teams are playing out there a little bit. Or is it not a big deal at all? That's my first question of the day as we start this Monday. We opened up the high school football season. That's my first question. We don't know exactly how good the teams are. We don't know how good they were Friday and Saturday, the opponents. But I look at shutouts like that, two teams that are gonna face each other, two teams, Black Hills area. You're talking about some pretty salty games now, Black Hills conference wise. Think about this. You got hot springs in there, you got Rapid City Christian in there, you got St. Thomas More in there, you got Spearfish Sturgis. Look out. So I'm, I'm, I'm saying, is that a big deal to you? Two shutout wins or, yeah, the rest of the state, we'll just, we'll just kind of pump the brakes here. Let's, let's wait and see. Not a biggie um, when it comes to the rest of the state. That's my first question of the day on the Nate Brown Show, high school football answers. First week, that's all we saw. What does the uh, poll results say just to start the program? Hot Springs over Redfield, 55-0. Rapid City Christian over Lee Deadwood, 44-0. A big deal or no big deal? I'm playing the Doug Gottlieb game on the Nate Brown Show today. Big deal, little deal, or (laughs) no deal? 75% of people answering already on Twitter. 75% say not a big deal. Not a big deal. Well, if that's not a big deal... What is a big deal? What if we were on the other end of those? And we've been on those in the past. Some of our West River teams just absolutely getting blasted by some East River schools early on. Uh, I remember Mount Vernon coming out to Rapid City Christian, and it was ugly a couple of years ago. I mean, Mount Vernon came out here, and it was ugly. Um, But now Rapid City Christian opens with Lee Deadwood after an overtime win last year. They blasted them 44 to nothing. I feel like this. I'll say this. Here's why I think it's kind of a big deal, kind of a big deal on the high school scene. Rapid City Christian, I've seen grow. I see they have great quarterback play now. They've got some good skill guys out there. They just have bigger numbers. They got 46 players on the roster. So it's a real 11B team. It's it's a program that's developing. I think Matt McIntosh is doing a good job as the head coach back for another year. So I feel like they're growing. This isn't just a really bad lead, Deadwood. Oh, the matchup, that's the way it is. Maybe, but from a game last year where you're kind of in some games to now you start off 44 nothing, and I see kind of how they're running their offense. I'm sitting here watching some of these highlights of that game and, they, they were playing a little bit out there, opening it up, tossing it around. Whenever you have good quarterback play, like an athlete like that, that Simon Kiefer kid out there, that's going to do good, uh, that's going to do really good things for you. You always have to have the O line in high school football, and you got to have a QB. You just have to, unless you're like winner, three yards in a cloud of dust. You're just grounding, pounding the whole thing. Got to have a QB, which they do at Christian. I'm going to give them that. And you got to have an O-line. you got to have some depth. They have a lot more depth than they've had. And then the Hot Springs thing, I'm saying, is a big deal. Redfield might not be good. Redfield might not be good at all, but they have been in the past. They've been okay. They've been average. Right? They haven't been a bad team. 55-0? Hot Springs is that good again after going to the semifinals last year? So it's not like this was just out of the blue. Oh, maybe Hot Springs will be good. They were a semifinal team last year. So they were one game away from the Dome last year, and then they blast Redfield right off the bat. I'm going to give those two programs big credit as we start the high school football season. I'm going to give them big credit. Christian looks like much improved, like maybe a contender, the Black Hills Conference. Uh, Hot Springs looks like maybe the team. I don't know. I mean, last year they, they beat a lot of teams. This year, they, they just beat the doors off of uh, Redfield right off the bat. But still, 75% of the audience on Twitter, maybe this is my East River following, 75% say that's not a big deal, those, blank, those shutout wins. Not a big deal. I'm going to say it's a way bigger deal than, than I think I've seen in the past with those programs. Okay, let me jump to this. I want to go to the NFL and ask you guys what you think, okay? Okay. Want to go to the NFL and ask you what you think. So, I'm watching some of the preseason games. I've just tuned in a little bit because I want to see how the Broncos were. They were playing the 49ers. I just kind of wanted to see okay, what does it look like? It doesn't matter if they win or lose. I mean, my guy Matt Kearney's here trying to tell me that this one point loss at the last seconds is a foretelling of what's to come for my Denver Broncos. He's trying to scare me. Uh, early on here, he said, are, th- are they in midseason form? The Broncos keep losing all these close games. I'm not worried about the Broncos losing to the Cardinals, losing to the 49ers. I'm not worried about that at all. Here's what I want to see from from the preseason. How about the offensive line? Is it getting better? Are there guys that can make some plays that we didn't know about, like this young, undrafted rookie running back? Is he going to be a guy that can play a little bit? Jalil McLaughlin. Did you see this guy? Scored three touchdowns the other night. These are the things I'm trying to notice. But you know what I'm noticing in the preseason? Not just with the Broncos, but it's evident. It's with other teams. There is more injuries – and and you start thinking, it's football. Injuries happen in football. OK, I understand that. But I'm going to ask you guys a question. Do you need the preseason games? This is something that fans actually buy tickets to. I mean, if you got season tickets, it just comes with the territory. It is what it is. But I see fans from here going to preseason games in Minnesota. They played as well. The Vikings played over the weekend. And then you had the Broncos play it in San Francisco, but they got some home preseason games coming up. And I see people going to the preseason games. It's just to have some fun, watch some football. You don't really care if they really, really win. My big question is this. I see injuries with my Denver Broncos. Another wide receiver goes down with a knee injury on the Saturday night game. Wide receiver goes down, and I, I look at this and I say, is this really something that, fans want or teams need think about how many regular season games the uh, NFL is adding to this mix these guys are playing a lot of games I want real football that matters the preseason games are just a disaster to me because if you get somebody injured in this thing as I see the Broncos are as I see this Patriots guy gets you know they had to suspend the game the other night I mean a Patriots player gets hurt And they have to suspend the game because they're like, "Nah, this is kind of a bad injury. Do we we want to finish this thing out? I mean, this is kind of a scary deal. So they suspend the game. So they're telling you it doesn't matter at all. So I think about this. Are we at this time where you really have to think about eliminating some preseason games? And here's the uh, rub on that. There's, there's one thing that's going to be considered. The owners are not going to eliminate any preseason games. There's four of them. They're not going to eliminate those unless they can make up that money on the backside by what? Expanding the regular season even more. So let me ask you this question, seven two zero one zero six seven, on the Nate Brown Show. I want to ask you this question of the day brought to you by Murphy's. Downtown, new menu at Murphy's, best place out on the patio as summer winds down. Murphy's, downtown Main Street. Question of the day, Do you would you rather have two more regular season games or just keep it the way it is? My, my answer to this is I can't keep it the way it is anymore because it just doesn't matter enough. And there's guys getting injured left and right. It's football, and that's what everybody's, well, they could get injured in practice. I get it. I've seen it. Tim Patrick for the Broncos is out. He hurts, you know, himself back-to-back years in practice. So the deal is this. I don't want um, many more opportunities for guys to get hurt in meaningless games. Injuries can happen. I understand it. But can we pull back on the game reps When the preseason games don't matter at all, if I'm going to be having guys get injured, I might as well take two preseason games out of the mix. And if you want to add some regular season games, wouldn't you guys be for that? Doesn't that make sense? Because you're not going to just get rid of the preseason. The owners aren't going to be in that mix anymore. They're going to say, hey, we make money off this preseason stuff. And they do. They make money off of it. Fans are coming to the stadium. They may not stay through four quarters, but they're coming, they're watching, they're paying, um, they're eating, they're drinking, they're parking, the whole thing. So you aren't going to get rid of the preseason because some people say, well, we don't even really need the preseason as it is. Give me give me a compromise. I'll take two preseason games. That's all I need. I don't want any more than that. They, nobody really cares. It, it ends up into a long uh, end of July, early part of August, that thing just drags on, and now you've got guys that are trying to not get hurt, and then you do have guys, the only thing you'd say, well, what about the guys trying to make the team? They have these joint practices anyway. So, so I think there is, somebody needs to step forward and just say, hey, let's renegotiate something here on the preseason because the owners want to make money. How much more money could they make if you added two regular season games, and you got to trim down the preseason then. Maybe just add one more. I'm okay with that, too. Right now, we're at 17 games. They already, got, they already added one, but they didn't trim back anything. See, that's the hard part about this whole thing. The players get grinded out from July into August. They don't start till September. Then we added another regular season game without trimming anything back. So give me this compromise. I'll go one more regular season game. That'll take us to 18. We'll go 18, and then let's do two preseason games off the docket. So what I'm telling you is the owners can throw in a joint practice. You still have guys that are trying to make the team. They can do numerous joint practices. That's where guys put in a lot of work anyway. The preseason stuff is all about money, so the owners can get enough ticket sales just in the preseason to make some a little bit more money. So they are not going to get rid of that whole preseason. I want to knock off two preseason games. You add one regular season for me, and I'm with it. Where do you stand on it? 720-1067 is our number, uh, 720-1067, the Nate Brown Show and the Barons Wilson text line. Uh, let's see here. Nate, I would go 19 regular season games and no preseason. Well, again, you're just not you're not going to uh, eliminate the preseason, I don't think. I don't know who exactly wants the preseason as it is. Coaches, I think, would say, hey, I like having some games. But they don't want guys getting hurt like they have been. Broncos have uh, hurt themselves in preseason games. They lose Virgil Green, uh, knee injury, wide receiver, a guy that you could count on. He's out. He gets hurt over the weekend with the 49ers. You got this Patriots player who goes, he can't move his extremities. I mean, he's out. They have to stop the game anyway. So you got to figure out a way to do this um, to keep a little preseason because it's got to be negotiated with the owners. But you got to add more real football. As long as you're going to be playing games, make them matter because the preseason thing's just killing me. Four preseason games, give me a break don't need it, too many opportunities to get hurt, and the guys trying to make the team, I don't think they need it. They're getting noticed in practice and in joint practices, just do more of those and and move forward. The fans, they aren't gonna miss the preseason, would you guys? Would you guys miss preseason games if I wasn't watching the Vikings the other night? If you weren't watching the Broncos and 49ers the other night? You guys don't care. I mean, I checked in on it, barely. I'm not even checking in on it that much. Just enough to see guys get hurt, unfortunately. Uh, Listener text, preseason injuries in football is alarming. Um, Let's see here. Preseason injuries in football is alarming because it can change the whole season before it even starts. There's no middle ground on on the thinking. The solution should be no preseason games and two more regular season games. There's another one. Two more regular season, no preseason. G- give me, give me one more regular season. Trim off two preseason. You following me? Hey, thanks for calling your live today. And you go ahead.
2: Hey, Nate. Uh, as a Chiefs fan, I would think that the Broncos need to practice a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: practice. Uh, I'm okay with practice. No more games. I, All right.
2: I, uh, I well, I think that those preseason games, people dial it down a little bit. And I think that if you were to go from two preseason games to a regular season game, there'd be a lot more people hurt. You know, some maybe, of those preseason games kind of wake everybody up and get them ready for the regular season. And I Do you mean, like four of them, though?
1: That's, that's my question today.
2: Aren't, aren't we at three right now? And then we're at 17 regular season games now. So we're already at three preseason, I think.
1: Yeah, maybe that's right. Maybe they did trim one down. I'll have to double check that. I think I think they did, and like I
2: said, I and I think they've tried to do more in seat or preseason kind of practice scrimmages yes, to kind yes. of mix it up a little bit. I, I just think that
1: you're okay with I, it.
2: I, I think so. I think what you see is some of these teams need to just maybe how they manage their practice time maybe needs to. You know, I as a Chiefs fan, I always hear or read how reads an old school coach and they're incredibly hard. And I think last year when we listened to your show and you had Brandon Stokely on and he talked about the Bronco practices, the weakest ever. Yes, and yes. He was pretty sure in preseason that that team was going to be awful. I, I, I think that preseason is important and we got to get people focused on the game. And we see these injuries when people aren't prepared and aren't up to game
1: speed. Now I got you on that. Man, I appreciate it. Thanks for getting in. That's a good point. Um, I, I understand that. Game speed, game situations, it is different than practices, than even joint practices. Pre-season. It, it, it's different. I just think we got to be careful with how much preseason we're playing. And that's right. That's right. I, I had this um, incorrect. I'm going on the old school. There's four preseason. There's three, and then we added a regular season. So there's three preseason at a regular season. My point to that would be give me one more regular season season and trim down another preseason. Okay, I'm not gonna, el- I don't wanna eliminate the preseason totally. Can we go two games? Could have had one and two and then add a regular season in the mix? I want more real football and I think that would get that done. I don't think anybody would cry over losing another preseason game. Um, you could have two uh, preseason and add another regular season. Don't eliminate the preseason for me. Don't eliminate it totally, but I do think it's concerning with we're playing we're playing games here that really don't mean much. I know the guys are coming in, getting up to speed, trying to make the roster, the whole thing. Preseason, I don't think has as much benefit from the fan side specifically saying, Hey, we don't want this guy to get hurt. We I mean, should we play this guy again? So really it's you look at the Broncos. Are they going to play Russell Wilson in their last preseason game? Are they going to play Russell Wilson to these guys? Or are you going to take the risk of doing that in the last preseason game? I mean, Russell played a lot in the first one, really. Didn't play much against the 49ers over the weekend. I wouldn't play him at all. And so then I say, what's the reason for this last regular uh, preseason game? Give me two and add another regular season, and I i think we're right there on the number. J.D. Piquel is on the way as we kick off the Monday show, college football analyst for On3.com. Did you see this news today? Michigan football, Jim Harbaugh, he's in trouble. Is this the right call? Next.
0: You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Show.
3: At Gateway Autoplex, we strive to give you the best car buying experience in the Black Hills. We offer a hassle-free, worry-free environment, and we've made it easy to get pre-approved in minutes by going to gatewayapproves.com. Or stop in and we can help you through the process right there.
4: So check us out at 410 North Campbell Street or 123 Omaha, two great locations serving you in the Black Hills.
3: See for yourself why our customers say that we have the funnest buying experience in Rapid City.
4: Gateway Autoplex, where nobody, and I mean nobody,
0: beats a gateway deal. Get ready to cruise into 10 Lizzie this August for a Cool Deadwood Nights full of cool cash giveaways. On August 24th through the 27th, play at 10 Lizzie Gaming Resort during Cool Deadwood Nights, and you could win your share of $10,000 cash over four
5: days of giveaways.
0: And that's not all. Visit us at 10 Lizzie during Cool Deadwood Nights, and you'll get a chance to drop it like a big shot for a whole bunch of different prizes. Pick up a cool event t-shirt and make your trip complete. There's something for everyone at 10 Lizzie Gaming Resort on historic Main Street in Deadwood. Do you love supporting your local teams and enjoying the game day spirit? We do, too. That's why Wrench Law is proud to back our home teams and be part of this incredible community. Tim Wrench grew up at Rapid City and has been a lawyer for 32 years. His father practiced for 50 years in this town. Combined, that's 82 years of legal services to Rapid City and the surrounding area. Experience counts when the chips are down. If you're caught in a bind, go to the corner of St. Joe and 9th. Wrench Law, who you need when you're caught in a bind. Call 605-341-1111. Did you know Highmark Credit Union was started as Rapid City Teachers Federal Credit Union over 80 years ago in what was known as Rapid
6: City High School? We're proud of our legacy in education and affordable solutions for our community. Today, Highmark provides a full range of consumer products and commercial lending services to thousands of area members in western South Dakota. Consider joining Highmark. We'll make it happen. HighmarkFCU.com
0: Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and recreation. This is Fox Sports Rapid City. Comforty.
1: Welcome back in. The Nate Brown Show on a Monday. Back and ready. Eric Eager joins us coming up. NFL analyst for Sumer Sports. He's on the way. Zach Stevens from Denver. Broncos beat reporter for the DNVR.com. Zach Stevens on tap tonight. How many preseason games do you want? People are all over the map on it. I say this. Give me two and give me one more regular season. Okay, so then we go to 18 regular season NFL and give me two preseason. I don't need three. Nobody's gonna play in the third anyway, nobody. Okay, nobody wants to get hurt at all. So just give me the two and then you'd say, well, nobody play in the second one then. (laughs) That's that's my point with preseason, I see guys getting hurt. I don't know if it's a big benefit, I really don't. And it's bad. I mean, you, we're spending money, and the owners are making money, and it's the, the football. It no, it doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter if my Broncos lost to the 49ers, right? All right. J.D. Piquel's on tonight. College football analyst. Find him at on3.com. He's on Twitter at J.D. Piquel. College football underway, man. Here we go, J.D. How are you?
6: Hey, I'm doing phenomenal, man. Good to hear your voice again. That means that we are very close to college football season. And uh, revving the engine. A lot of talk about like preseason NFL games. Like there's no there's no preseason college football games. The boys just scrimmage a little bit behind closed doors. Yes. A little bit of tape. I'm like, hey, let's let's roll. I think that that uh, that would not be a bad way to go about it. But I get it. It's always fun to watch some preseason with the rookies rolling out there too. So I see I see both sides.
1: I'm with you on that. Um, let me get to the story of the day. Jim Harbaugh, Michigan. Michigan announced, we're going to do a self-imposed three-game suspension. So this is for COVID-19 recruiting violations. The NCAA is investigating during that dead period. And they were looking to negotiate maybe a four-game deal. NCAA rejected that. Now Michigan steps forward today and says, we'll do three games ourselves J.D. and they're trying to tell the NCAA, hey, hey, we're out in front of this. Maybe don't hit him so hard. What do you think of the Michigan news today? I
6: mean, the whole thing is very odd, isn't it? I mean, we're talking about an unprecedented circumstance with COVID nineteen, and it, you know, this whole thing. It sounds like, at least at the core, is about cheeseburgers, which you know, neither here nor there. But when it comes down to it, uh, feels a little bit silly, feels a little bit weird, and, and in large part because for Michigan, like you said it was already rejected to go four games. So Michigan's cutting down a game and saying, hey, this is our olive branch. Maybe take it easy on us this time next year. And it's like we're, we're really, I think, putting a lot of faith in the NCAA to do like the quote-unquote reasonable thing, right? Like we, you would hope, okay, we give ourselves a suspension. You go easier on us next year. We're in like in actuality. I don't know that's really a bet you want to make if you're Michigan. I say if it's like, all right, hey, you don't want to take our suspension, that's fine. Let's figure this thing out next year. I mean, I understand the whole thought behind let's try and get out ahead of this. Let's try and help ourselves a little bit here. But the whole thing is so unprecedented and awkward and weird to where I, I don't know that I really would have uh, seen this coming from Michigan. So whole thing is kind of uncomfortable to me.
1: Okay, so let me ask you. Um, it's hard to tell what the NCAA is going to do. I've heard some reporters say this is going to be more than three. It could be more than four. What do you say if that happens for the Michigan program?
6: I mean, that would just feel unreasonable, right? I mean, the, the whole thing, I mean, the, the punishment just doesn't fit the crime. Like, I, I understand that we have rules in place. You have to take them seriously, but nobody got hurt here. Nobody was doing anything to gain some kind of crazy advantage. Like, it, it really all is just kind of like, keeping the law for the letter of the law and not the sentiment behind it. So I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of this whole thing. I mean, if they were to go more than three games, that would just feel ridiculous to me. Um, I think at a certain point we have to start asking, okay, what are, these rules, what, what are these rules really in place for? And when we question what those are in place for, does that punishment fit the crime? Again, nobody's hurt. Nobody gained some obscene advantage. Nobody was given a condo. A couple of committed recruits got some cheeseburgers. Are we really suspending the head coach for multiple games because of something like that? Like, let's all kind of use our brains here is where I'm coming from.
1: J.D. Piquel on tonight, college football analyst, his show on On3.com. He's on Twitter. Follow him at J.D. Piquel if you're not for the season. I want to go to the SEC. Greg Sankey just said this. um, When it comes to the college football playoff, J.D., he said there's going to be changes Put that in bold letters. Things are going to change because he looked at teams moving out of the Pac-12, and he didn't mention anybody by name, but he says, we're going to look at change in the college football playoff. What do you think he's getting at?
6: Yeah, I mean, I think if you're going to look at it from a broad stroke standpoint, if you're if you're coming from the SEC's perspective, it's like, yeah, there better be change. You're telling me that my, my you know, 10-2 LSU team that finished – second or third in the SEC doesn't have an auto bid but your Pac-12 champion which we'll see if the Pac-12 even exists here I think common sense would probably venture to say it it won't um they have an auto bid like that that doesn't make any sense and also I mean the the SEC and the big 10 at this point in time holding a lot of cards right now Nate holding a whole lot of cards right now to where I don't know they really need to bend the knee too much to anybody else's interest with one, the amount of teams they have, and two, the amount of eyeballs they're going to have on them. Like the a product of college football now is leaning more than ever in 2024 towards both those conferences. So I think what, what Greg Sankey, what Greg Sankey is saying is, hey, right now the field is a little bit too level. We're going to kind of make it meet what we want it to meet. Uh, because we're holding all the cards that we are.
1: Okay, I look at it. What's your projection on a good year, JD? If the SEC, if there's, if there's not, I don't know, automatic qualifiers for certain conferences, so to speak, in a 12-team field. How many teams does the SEC get in on a on an I mean, average we, year?
6: No, that's com- and that's completely fair. I mean, I think last year was is a, is a great data point for us to look at. Like LSU probably gets in. Um, Alabama probably gets in a two-loss team in the regular season with the losses that they had. Tennessee, heck, maybe they find their way. And so I don't think it's unreasonable to assume we could be sitting there on Selection Sunday in 2024, 2025, and look at, you know, at least 25% to a third of that field being made of Southeastern Conference teams. And so I think there was this thought going into the college football playoff expansion, people that were shouting for it were saying – well, good, now the SEC will finally get what they had coming. They'll finally have to prove it on the field. And it's like, no, no, this was always going to be a thing where those schools in the Southeastern Conference are going to get more horses in the race because of the, the schedule they play and because of the way that their uh, the gauntlet that is the SEC works. So I, I think as a whole, like three or four is, is probably what I'm looking at on any given year from the SEC, if not more.
1: J.D. Paquel on tonight, college football analyst getting set for the season on 3.com. I want to go to the Pac-12 really quick. There's a report from the Associated Press saying that Stanford is considering going to the ACC and not taking any of the media rights money right away. So, so Stanford said, hey, essentially, you let us in, we wouldn't take money away from everyone else. What do you see happening with Stanford, for example?
6: That's like saying, Hey, we'll take the middle seat on the on the <laughs> airplane. We don't care. We'll take the we're just happy to be along for the ride and wherever the plane's going, we just know that we're on it as opposed to, you know, that that sinking ship that we So in some ways, I mean, in typical Stanford fashion, they're kinda of playing chestnut checkers. Um, Stanford's one of those schools that I think could definitely go independent potentially, and I don't pretend to be some sort of realignment expert by any stretch of the imagination, but you would imagine the brand power and the academic prowess of Stanford, they could probably find a way to to figure it out and exist as independent. Um, So, I mean, the the whole thing is is so interesting, and I've always kind of thought about it as musical chairs. Like, the music is slowly but surely starting to die down, and we're seeing a lot of these schools and a lot of these conferences have a chair, and we're seeing Oregon State, we're seeing Washington State, Stanford, and Cal without a chair and they're like literally we'll take any chair just let us sit down before this music stops so we don't drift into irrelevance but I mean to the same token they like we'll see what happens with the ACC here I mean if Clemson and Florida State are able to find some way out of their deal and they're able to get to the SEC or the Big Ten like what happens to the ACC how relevant are they and that's really the most fascinating part about this whole thing really seems to all be about relevance as we move into you know the quote-unquote super conference era so it's all fascinating, and uh, it is making for a lot of very interesting situations that I imagine will make for a lot of very interesting uniforms with conference patches on some jerseys that we hadn't really anticipated we would see maybe a couple of years ago.
1: I want to ask you last one before I let you run, a football question. Ohio State says they might rotate two QBs so that the QB competition's so tight. We haven't seen that a massive program. Alabama did it. But you don't see that very often. What does that tell you if Ohio State's thinking about rotating guys?
6: I would be wildly surprised if they actually do end up rotating guys past game three because the first few games, I believe, are going to be pretty easy for them. I mean, they got Indiana on the road, which I guess is the most difficult of the three if you were to to use that kind of verbiage. Um, I mean, I think what it says in my mind, based on the way that things probably have gone behind closed doors, like coming into the fall camp season, Uh, Kyle McCord, by every account, was like, uh, at the very least, a half step, not a full step ahead in this battle. Devin Brown, you know, extremely talented. I missed the spring game. He's kind of trying to get up to speed and everything like that. And all this tells me is he must have absolutely put on a show in some of these false scrimmages over at Ohio State to kind of make this a thing where, yeah, he he has, in the matter of however many practices, however many scrimmages, you know, put himself very squarely into this conversation to where Ryan Day, a guy who— Every, I mean, for the most part, what we know about him, this is about the time he likes to make a decision right around practice 13, practice 14, mid to late August when he announces his starter, even when we know it's going to be a C.J. Stroud or going to be a Justin Field, usually waste all this time. So the fact that Ryan Day, who I think for the most part is very against having two quarterbacks, can't make a decision, speaks volumes to him. And I think by the time you go to Notre Dame week four, I don't expect them to have a multiple quarterback system. I think they'll probably let it play out. Get some live bullets for these guys, and, and by week four at Notre Dame, we'll have our guy, and we'll be ready to roll from there.
1: J.D. Piquel on tonight. College football season cranking. Find him at on3.com. College football analyst is show on Twitter as well at J.D. Piquel. Some great clips. J.D., good to have you, man. I appreciate the time.
6: Hey, appreciate you. Let's have a great season, my man. Talk to you
1: again soon. All right, appreciate that. J.D. Pickel on tonight on Fox Sports Rapid City, college football analyst on 3.com. On Twitter, follow him at J.D. Paquel here on the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Um, that's what comes out of the SEC today. Did you see this? Now that the Pac-12 is down, you know, coming up after this year, Oregon, Washington gone, Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado – the SEC commissioner, what do you think he said today um, about the college football playoff, which is 12 teams coming up? And it's going to be, it was going to be an automatic spot for a Pac 12 champion. Automatic. Here's what Greg Sankey said today, SEC commissioner. The circumstances have changed and we need to reconsider the format. <laughs> okay. He said, I'm not convinced we need to reconsider the number of teams. But, again, the circumstances have changed in a meaningful way, and my inclination is we need to re-examine the current format. What's that mean, re-examine the current format? He wants to keep 12 teams. 12's fine. We want, like, six of them SEC, okay? (laughs) He he didn't say that. I'm just kind of reading between the lines, okay? Uh, Question of the day today. How many preseason games would you actually want in the NFL? How many preseason games would you want? I I don't like the preseason so much, I forgot that we even dropped a game. That should tell you something. I mean, preseason doesn't matter to me and you. Come on. I I even forgot we dropped a game. I'm like, we could drop the whole thing, and I probably wouldn't be too upset. Uh, Listener text coming in. Let's see. I would have no preseason games and increase the regular season by two. Interesting, interesting. Uh, Listener text, Nate, college has no preseason games either. No, that's the thing. I mean, nobody really talks about that. The preseason stuff, there's guys trying to make the roster, 53-man, I understand that, trying to make plays in a game. So so there is some opportunity there that maybe isn't seen in joint practices slash scrimmages, maybe. That, that's the benefit. But you know the bigger benefit, why they have the preseason games and why they would not get rid of the total number of games. Three preseason, 17 regular season. It's the money. I mean, so, so the owners aren't going to cut down the whole preseason. But to me, cut it down again by a game and at a regular season game on the back end. So I just don't want more me- meaningless games where people get hurt they're going to get hurt in certain ways. I don't want more meaningless games putting them in harm's way to get hurt for no-nothing game. No meaning. Um, let's see, listener text. Just give me one preseason game and call it good. Okay? <laughs> so they get one, make a little money, call it good. My compromise is two preseason. That's it, two. Just see the guys play it a little bit. First couple of series, starters play. Then the guys can still try and make the team on the backside in the second half. Two games, you're good. Early August. And do the joint practices, do a couple of those. And I think you're probably solid. Give me one more regular season game because the owners are fighting for that anyway. The owners are wanting more money to be made. So you're going to have to give me one regular season game on top if you cut down to two preseason. And I'm okay with that compromise. I'd be with that. Uh, Listener text here. My kids have been watching the Jets hard knocks, and now they want to go to a preseason practice because it looks like they could be close to the players. Uh, Close to the players, right? Close to the players. Okay. Interesting. I've only been to two training camps in my life. I've been to the Broncos training camp. Yeah, it was okay. I mean, we went to a Broncos scrimmage and stuff, and... It was, it was fun. Uh, my daughter was really, really young, so she doesn't remember that. And then I covered Washington. So I worked back in D.C., and I covered Washington, and I went to their training camp every day when they were running it. And it was more of a work thing, so I wasn't like, you know, all happy and go lucky and stuff. It was just hot and human. That's all I remember about Steve Spurrier in Washington. All right lot to forget there coming right back Eric Eager's on next NFL analyst for S- Sumer Sports I'll ask Eric about the preseason and we'll go from there next
0: from high school to college to the pros this is the Nate Brown show on 1067 FM and 11:50 a.m Fox Sports Rapid City.
4: Looking for a great used vehicle? Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda has them. Choose from imports and domestics, including used Hondas. Buy with no money down and make no payments for 90 days. Plus, shop the area's best selection of Honda Certified Pre-Owned and get financing as low as 3.29% APR for up to 60 months. See us at Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda or RushmoreHonda.com. Select in-stock certified pre-owned, 1810, 4000, finance for dollars of down. Offers with qualified credit expires 9523.
0: Hi folks, Kevin McPherson, McPherson Auction Company Our annual classic car and memorabilia auction for Cool Deadwood Nights August 24th, 25th, 26th Daily auctions will take place at the Deadwood Mountain Grand Event Center Come on out and join us for all the excitement and fun Nearly 300 of the area's finest classic cars crossing the block Join us for this classic car auction at Cool Deadwood Nights For more info, go to McPhersonAuction.com
1: All right, Rapid City, one of my favorite places is Pour 54 downtown. If you're looking for the best place to have a cold one with friends, maybe date night with your wife, or just go and watch the big game with some buddies in their great sports area upstairs, Pour 54 has it all. Plus, 54 taps of beer from local and regional breweries, and it's self-serve. You don't have to wait around. You can get what you want right away. And the food's out of this world. I love the Detroit-style pan pizzas. Check out Pour 54. You'll love it. Downtown Maine. Street.
7: Hi, I'm Bill of Wirefree USA. If you're looking for internet, TV, security systems, or cell booster systems, why would you look at a company that only gives you one choice for each of these systems? Wirefree USA offers it all. Biasat, Hughes, CenturyLink, Dish TV, DirecTV, Wilson Cell Booster Systems, Ring and Google Nest Security Systems, and now Elon Musk's Starlink. Starlink is the newest, the fastest, the strongest, no limit, that's right, no limit, and no contract satellite internet ever made available to all of us in the USA, 605-341-5361. Whatever your home or business needs are, call Wirefree USA for the products and the service. It's a no-brainer. Connect to the future with Wirefree USA at 605-341-5361, 680 North LaCrosse Street, Rapid City. We are hometown, we are South Dakota, and we do appreciate your business. 605-341-5361.
0: Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and recreation. This is Fox Sports Rapid City.
1: Welcome back in, Fox Sports Rapid City. We're back on a Monday. Hope you had a nice weekend. The Nate Brown Show Live 4 to 6 on 106.7 FM, 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Stream us there, foxsportsrapidcity.com all day. We're off and running. Zach Stevens joins us from Denver coming up. An update on the Broncos. Matt Kearney's trying to set me up for failure here. The producer of the Nate Brown Show, he's saying the Broncos are losing just like they always did. Close. So close. <laughs> it's preseason, Matt. We're okay. Zach Stevens coming up. The DNVR.com, Broncos beat reporter. Hey, Eric Eager's on, on a Monday after another preseason weekend. Sumer Sports NFL analyst. He's on Twitter at Eric Eager underscore. Eric, good to have you back on. How are you? Nate, I'm doing
8: great. How about
1: you? I'm doing good, man. I want to ask you a quick question. It's it's what I'm shooting around with the audience today. I don't value the preseason at all from a, from a fan side, and I don't think I'm unique. I mean, I, I'm hearing from a lot of people. They're like, we, we could care less about preseason. What do you say about a compromise there, Eric? I mean, I'm seeing injuries, and I know it's football. I get it. But I'm seeing injuries. They had to suspend a game because of a, of a bad injury, so they just bagged the whole game um do we need to relook at the preseason slash regular season? Do you think there's any appetite for cutting it down?
8: I think that there is, but I also think that there are a lot of people in the league that will tell you that is um, that the, it's just hard to simulate and with a lot of the guys they're trying to get a look at, it's just hard it's also you know for people who um, you know for people who are coming back from injury, I think that that's you know, something the Lewis scene, for example, in Minnesota. They like want to get a look at him in live, you know, play uh, in live situations. Players like Trey Lance, players like Zach Wilson. I think that those places are beneficial um, for for teams, and especially teams that don't tackle. Uh, I think it benefits them. But from a fan's perspective, if you're not gambling on them, like it, it to me. And and granted, like I wouldn't gamble on preseason unless you know I had some information about who was playing and who wasn't. But to me, those are the two things that are keeping it afloat, right, is the fact that the, the team still value the live reps and the, the sports books and the broadcast networks are, are in it together and they, they want to get action on those
1: games. Could you see a future? I, I've heard owners wanted to go to 18 regular season games. They, they wanted to do that. Could you see a future? We go to 18 and then we trim another preseason, so we go two preseason, 18 regular season.
8: Yeah, I think that that was what the compromise, you know, was with the 17 and three was the the sum to 20. You used to have six preseason games way back in the day, back when there were 14 uh, regular season games. So yeah, I think you know the, the gate sales and everything like that. I think the teams are going to want to keep that constant. Um, so if they if they were to sh- shave off preseason, they would probably add to the regular season. And I'm not, you know, I. I I think especially now, I know, you know you're a Broncos fan, and like, there are a lot of people who are fans of one team, but I think the majority of football fans nowadays are now fans of the whole league, and so I feel like you could almost get the same amount of TV revenue if you just had two bye weeks as if you had seven, eight, you know, 18 regular season games per team. If you just had a 19-week season with two byes, it would do the trick. Uh, but that, again, you know, the teams don't want to give up the gate sales.
1: Eric Eager on tonight, NFL analyst, Sumer Sports. Speaking of players in the preseason, so Trey Lance isn't getting a lot of positivity out there, especially on the 49ers side. He's just, oh, well, he he's behind Purdy. He's behind Darnold. He plays against my Broncos. What did he go for, 160 yards? Um, pretty efficient. What should we think about Trey Lance? I Still, a lot of kind of things that make people pause in in his game,
8: the reps, some of the reps that he's had. Um, I think there are people who, who, you know, figured that the third overall pick would look a lot better than he has now, and so that they're kind of anchoring to some of the way that they feel about him. But, you know, I think it's been positive, um, especially, you know, if you're able to get over the fact that he's behind Darnold and, and Purdy. I think, you know, he'll be attractive to some team, I think. Uh, in the trade in the trading market, maybe it seemed like Minnesota that's looking for a young quarterback to back up Kirk Cousins.
1: Okay, I was wondering about that because I threw that out last week. I said, why wouldn't Minnesota think about Trey Lance if they could try and get him?
8: I, I don't think that I don't think they they wouldn't think about it. I mean, last year we saw Quasi adapo as the new general manager. Now in his second year, we saw him trade uh, you know draft picks for Jalen Rager, who was a failed first round pick. They traded draft picks for Ross Blacklock, who is a uh, second-round pick for Houston. And then they also traded, um, you know, obviously for TJ Hawkinson, which was the big trade that they made last year. Uh, I think that Quacey is very much in that buy-low mentality, uh, especially considering that they hardly ever pick high in the draft. Uh, I do think that uh, he would be on their radar, especially considering the limitations of their back of quarterbacks, Nick Mullen and Jaron Hall.
1: Okay, big headline out this afternoon, Eric. D- Jonathan Taylor's going to get permission to seek a trade from the Colts. What does that all mean?
8: I think it means Jonathan Taylor's going to go around the league and ask like what kind of contract he should he's he would get from a trading team and they would all give him similar answers to what Indianapolis has been giving him and um, I think that it ends up I think he ends up returning to the Colts. Uh, that would be my take. This has happened before Debo Samuel asked for a trade. Uh, he went back to San Francisco, got a deal. DK Metcalf, similarly, I want to say. Um, I, I just, you know, if he's going out and seeking a trade, he's going to be looking for the contract extension. And I just don't think a team is going to be really willing to give him an extension that's going to be commensurate with what he thinks he is as a player. And then on the, the Colts side of it, it's like if the Colts are reportedly asking for a first-round pick, that doesn't seem consistent with this idea that, that Ursay has, which is that running backs don't matter. Um, so I don't think that Ursay's is going to be able to drive up the price enough to be able to you know get something he feels is worth it. And so I just think it ends up being kind of a nothing thing, and he goes back in place for the Colts in 2023.
1: Oh, really? So, so how sour is that going to be? Well, I, you know, he could
8: end up with an extension, too. I think the Colts could probably be like, oh, you know, um, hey, John. I mean, he, you know, here's a contract extension. Now, you know that, that things aren't. Yeah, you know, they could they could sign him to smooth it over the way that some teams have done with other positions. But yeah, it's going to be sour. I I don't think Taylor can be mad though. I mean, if he's looking at the rest of the league and looking at how running backs are being valued by the rest of the league, um, you know, he just has to respond to that data.
1: Eric Eager on tonight. Um, Cincinnati's saying Joe Burrow's looking good. Do you expect Joe's ready to roll?
8: I do. I hope that he comes out more efficient than he did last year where they struggled out of the gate. Um, But, yeah, I'm hearing the same reports that he's going to be healthy in week one.
1: Eric Eager tonight, NFL analyst on from Sumer Sports. He's on Twitter at EricEager underscore. Do a great job at Sumer. Eric, always good, man. Thanks for the time.
8: Nate, thanks for having me. Take care.
1: I appreciate it. Uh, Eric Eager on tonight, NFL analyst on a Monday. Sumer Sports. On Twitter at Eric Eager underscore breaking it down, um, he says, "Yeah, preseason stuff. You you might just go to two preseason, eighteen regular season, and I think most fans would go with that, right? I mean, more regular season football. Some people complain, oh, it's going to be too too much on the players. Well, no, you, you're not changing the amount of games. You are changing the amount of games the starters play four quarters. Yes." So there, there's more wear and tear there. There is, but you're still saying the owners get away with that. Hey, we got 20 games, two preseason to get a look, 18 regular season to make more money, and I think fans are gonna. I think fans would eat that up. Um, let's see here, listener text coming in. As an NFL fan whose team wasn't very good, I love the preseason hype. All I had to look forward to for a long time. Go KC. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, now you got you got everything to look forward to in Kansas City, right? Except for that October 29th visit to Denver. Anyway. All right, come on, let's have some fun today. Jason Andera's in, high school football analyst, Midco Sports. How big of a deal is it that a couple of our West River teams just blew teams away this past weekend. Jason Andera from Sioux Falls next.
0: Live callers, big-time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City.
9: For 84 years, Pomps Tire Service has been providing best-in-class service and value. We have grown to over 200 locations and are one of a few service providers that buy tires manufacturer direct. We are proud to pass those savings on to you, our customers. Pomps, the tire and service professionals, family-owned since 1939. Through August 31st, get up to $130 in rebates on select Firestone tires, up to $140 in rebates on select Bridgestone tires, or up to $240 in rebates on select Goodyear tires. See store for details or visit us at PompsTire.com.
10: Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows it down to about 69. Tonight, under clear skies, winds out of the south, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Slight chance for scattered thunderstorms. Tomorrow, highs around 98, a mix of clouds and sun. 72 tomorrow night, slight chance for scattered storms. Mid-90s, Wednesday, upper 80s, Thursday, with a chance for scattered thunderstorms. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 86. Cadillac Jacks is Deadwood's exclusive home of the Roaring Riches jackpot. Just be actively playing your favorite slot machine with your club card engaged for your chance to win. The Roaring Riches jackpot starts at $7,500 and must hit by $10,000. Plus, you can keep up to the minute on the current Roaring Riches total on your Cadillac Jacks mobile app. Roaring Riches has already paid out nearly $2 million. Anyone at any time on any spin, you could be the next to win. Only at Cadillac Jacks Gaming resort
11: talking with brian at anytime auto sales now these drove campers from travel light they're an absolute gem of a camper brian they sure are charlie we're
2: very proud to feature these rove campers from Travelite. the materials and engineering in these campers is simply top notch and they sure look awesome too yes they do there's no wood in the construction of these rope lights it's all aluminum and fiberglass so nothing to rot or mold and of course that keeps them super lightweight These all weigh well under 2,000 pounds, which allows so much
11: flexibility in vehicles to pull these guys. So compact to midsize SUVs and small pickups can pull these with ease. Exactly. A lightweight, well-built camper that has virtually everything you need. Kitchen,
2: refrigerator, range, sink, shower, toilet, even an electric awning. Grove Lights check
11: all the boxes. It's time to head for the hills and do it in affordable comfort. Grove Lights by Travelite. Now at Anytime Auto Sales, everybody. See anytimeanytime.com or at the corner of Highway 79 and East
7: minnesota Anytime
11: on we're all going somewhere going higher faster farther going in new directions to new places at monument health we keep going so you can keep going we're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations technology expertise and treatment so keep exploring keep making memories keep going with monument health as your partner Monument.health slash
0: Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio. Sales, service, and recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City.
1: Come back in, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. We're back on a Monday live on Fox Sports Rapid City. Thanks for checking in. Zach Stevens coming up from Denver covers the Broncos. Also, Matt McIntosh on tonight, Rapid City Christian head football coach. Boy, they had a big win on Friday in our game of the week, kicking off the season 44-0 over Lee Deadwood. Question of the day: What would you guys do with the NFL preseason? I don't like it the way it is. We used to have four games, so they trimmed that back. I mean, I, I even, I have even forgotten that. It's like we still have three preseason games. That's too many. Uh, we had to suspend a game because there was an injury with the Patriots and Titans. I mean, it, it was, it was not good. Okay, so the preseason doesn't matter. Players need reps, some of the guys trying to make the team. So you got to have a, a compromise, I believe, legitimately. My my deal is go to preseason, 18 regular season. Um, listener text coming in on that uh, agrees. Hey, Nate, this is Vic. I'd go 18 regular season to preseason, and then go two bye weeks during the regular season. This way, all the Thursday night games would be teams off of a bye. Not bad. Not bad, Vic. That's not not a bad idea. Um, Let's go to Jason Andera. High school sports, Midco Sports. Varsity Sports Live getting ready to launch this week. He's on Twitter at Andera Midco. Jason, good to have you back. How are you?
5: I'm doing really well. Can I chime in on that for an idea as well?
1: Yes. What do you got? Preseason. What do you got?
5: So, so. Obviously, they do that for the money. They're, they're trying to make money. People are still watching preseason games. Yep, yep, but and just going the to joint, games. Yep. The, joint practices, the joint practices, you know, they actually get the starting, you know, quarterbacks and reps. Um, Those seem to work really well. But obviously, they need to make money, so joint practices probably won't work. But that's what I would do.
1: I would do uh, those joint practices because you still get guys that need to make the team too and you get yeah. looks at them. But would you go to preseason? You're not going to eliminate it totally. My, my compromise is give me two preseason and call it good.
5: Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't sit and watch preseason games, but I, I used to. <laughs> I don't, I don't anymore. So no, I don't. I don't really care. However they want to form their teams. that's up to them.
1: All right. I, I don't either. I, I've forgotten about the preseason myself. It just doesn't matter much. Um, okay, let me go to this. We're in the regular season, Jason, A high school football. It came here like just like this. Boom. And we launch our coverage. So I'm going to ask you right out of the gate one of my questions of the day today. We had a couple of West River teams in the 11B ranks show up big time. Hot Springs blows out Redfield 55 to nothing. That was a halftime mercy rule. And Rapid City Christian beats Lee Deadwood 44 to nothing. How big of a deal were those two scores to you? Give me your honest assessment.
5: Well I, I do my top five every year and on my own blog so people can read up and see that I really like lead dead or excuse me I really like hot springs coming into the year. Um, yes, they lost some firepower in their backfield but their entire line is back and they've got plenty of guys that are heading in the right direction for sure. So for them to beat Redfield I kind of looked how these teams did last year against that same opponent because it's just mirror scheduling flip scheduling And what an improvement that was for Hot Springs. And speaking of improvement, I mean, last year, Rapid City Christian, I mean, they went to overtime against a lead Deadwood team. this year absolutely dominated them. So those are a huge step up for both of those teams. And I absolutely love when teams from West River uh, play well because I I just think it makes makes it seem more like a a state competition because – we want to see teams like Wall. We want to see teams like Harding County. We want to see teams, you know, St. Thomas Moore and and uh, Lee Deadwood, or <laughs> I keep saying that, Hot Springs and Rapid City Christian to be competitive because it just makes, uh, you know, South Dakota high school football that much more interesting.
1: So you would say those two wins, impressive, not like – uh, Very. Okay. okay. No, very. Um, very. And, and obviously Rapid
5: City Christian – is a team that's had my eyes for a while. You could see the improvement last year. You knew coming back this year with a junior quarterback and Simon Keeper that they were going to be pretty good, and they're showing us that they might not just be pretty good. They might be one of those teams that makes a run like Hot Springs did last year where they find their way into you know maybe past the quarterfinal round.
1: So you think Hot Springs was a team to watch for you? They made the semifinals last year. So when yeah. you see them blast Redfield like that, I don't know how good Redfield is, but still an East River team, and, I mean, it was over in the first yeah. quarter. You think Hot Springs could be a contender all the way?
5: Yeah, you bet. They uh, 11B really showed how open it was, too, after you, the way you saw Winter perform and Tri-Valley, that they're basically – very similar teams. Elk Point Jefferson didn't have a huge contest, but, you know, they're a little bit down from last year. Um, Ron Colley, Groton played each other pretty evenly there. There's a lot of teams kind of waiting to see who's going to take control of 11B this year. It's not just cut and dried like it was for so many years with, with Bridgewater, Emory, Ethan, and Winter. I think this year, you know, those two teams definitely could have a say in possibly the Final Four or, or even further. Who knows?
1: Jason Andera on tonight from Sioux Falls Midco Sports talking high school football season underway. Hey, we got Rapid City Stevens playing Washington out there this week. What do you see in that matchup, just that one here?
5: Well, that's going to be huge because last year when they played out at the Rushmore Bowl, I got to call that game and watch um, the progress that Stevens has made. And and Washington had a few injuries, but it was, it was a really – Really good game, and Cale Meisman really showed out in that game, and and I think they have potential to do the same thing here when they go on the road, and and if they play well against Washington, um, they're going to be right on that fringe of the top five as well. This is a team I see a lot of potential. I mean, they've got some really top-shelf players. Do they have enough depth to get through a season? Um, They're getting there. They're getting closer, but they're going to have to win a couple games like this on the road against Sioux Falls teams to really show that they belong. Um, so I'm looking for them. I, I think they're probably the favorites in this one. Um, although it'll be tough coming across the state. And you know, the first game of the year is always a struggle for both teams between pre-snap penalties and you know messed up formations and um, you know fumbles and turnovers. There's there's going to be some sloppy play. Uh, But we'll see which team is is ready, and then the depth will show itself as the year goes on. But coming right off the bat, that's what I'm looking for, is which team kind of can start from zero the fastest out of uh, Washington Stevens because, to me, those are two unranked teams that – have a chance to be ranked throughout the season if they can keep
1: improving. I know that would be a big win for Stevens, just going on the road and winning in Sioux Falls to start the season. I think they got some they got some nice players this year. Um, Jason Andera on tonight, Midco Sports live from Sioux Falls. Follow him on Twitter. High school sports coverage at Andera Midco. What should we think about Wall, man? I mean, look at these guys. They win the state title. Now they come out. I mean, they just blast Bennett County. Uh, is Wall going to be the real deal again? Well, here's the
5: here's the test I think coming up this week when they play Philip, because Philip is an improved team as well. Uh, and while, by all accounts, you know they lost some of their big playmakers, but they're still definitely a contender. Burke Lazius is the real deal. I think a seven touchdown game to open the season. And when I had a chance to talk to Lex Heathershaw, you know, a week or so ago, he said, "We're ahead of schedule." Like, I thought we'd have a lot more rebuilding to do, and the kids. Are there? They're they're ready. They're picking up right where they left off. We thought we maybe have, would have to take a step or two back. So all the confidence in the world is there for Wall right now. But a big big test here against Phillips this week because that's going to be one of their tougher games in the regular season. Um, you know, if they can get a comfortable win there, then I think we're looking at, at Wall like we did last year as a team that could really contend for a title.
1: Out of the big schools, what game do you really have your eye on this week? You talk Stevens-Washington. What's a game you guys are interested in, Sioux Falls?
5: Well, there's a couple big ones. Dakota Bowl comes right off the bat here as O'Gorman hosts Brandon Valley. If you remember last year in the opener, a lot of people talking about Brandon Valley, including myself. And O'Gorman came in on their home field and took care of business. I mean, they shut them down in a big way. There's a lot of Brandon Valley players who remembered that and are going to be looking for some revenge. And then also... Jefferson takes on Harrisburg. That's a, a great one to start the season. A lot of people interested to see. Was Jefferson kind of a flash in the pan? Were they just that senior class? Or, or do they've got a program brewing over there? And they've got some solid players with a really good coaching staff that can contend with a team like Harrisburg, who has more kids out for football than anyone else in the state. So they're always going to be good. They're just deep. They've got tons of athletes and uh, they're going to pick up where they left off. but, But where will Jefferson come? So those are the two big games this weekend in Sioux Falls.
1: Midco Sports coverage, Varsity Sports Live, starting up on Midco. Find him on Twitter at Andera Midco. It's Jason Andera on a Monday. Jason, enjoy the week, man. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care. Appreciate it. Jason Andera on tonight, Midco Sports, live from Sioux Falls here on the Nate Brown Show. Find him on Twitter at Andera Midco. Stevens at Sioux Falls, Washington. That's a big one. Keep an eye on that. Washington's not the powerhouse in Sioux Falls. Be a nice win for the Raiders. Be a would be a big one if they can get it done. Our game on Friday, Rapid City Central at Sturgis. What do we expect there? What do we expect there? Rapid City Central, new coach Brandon Culpitz. I like the energy. Coach Koletsky up there in Sturgis has done a nice job. He's really building that program pretty consistently. Sturgis Central, our game of the week on Fox Sports Rapid City coming up on Friday. Um, listener text, Phillip is a 9A team. Phillip doesn't stand a chance against Waldo. Hmm. Well, thanks for your vote again, or vote for Phillip this week. Anyway, uh, all right. Uh, Zach Stevens on the way in the drive at 5. But first, speaking of high school football, So this just came out today. I find this whole deal very interesting. This just came out in high school football today, and I want to ask you what you think of it next.
4: You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Did your car or truck get hit by hail? Denny Menho Rapid Chevrolet will pay you cash for your hail-damaged vehicle. Replace it with one of our over 350 used cars, trucks, and SUVs. The largest selection in western South Dakota. Imports and domestics. Plus, used Chevys and GM certified pre-owned with qualified credit. Buy with no money down and no payments for 90 days. 16 local and national lenders available and all applications accepted. See us at Denny Menho Rapid Chevrolet or DennyMenhoRapidChevrolet.com.
6: At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, we are committed to improving the lives of our members and bettering our communities. As your community credit union, we're here to get to know you and your unique needs. From extended service hours to the newest technology, we have you covered. Stop by any location to get started or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and federally insured by the NCUA.
0: KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. The Black Hills Sports Station. 106.7 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City.
11: Hi, this is David Brenneman with Coldwell Banker in Rapid City. If you considered selling your current home, let me take you to that next step with confidence. The Black Hills housing market is competitive, and I have been in the business of attracting buyers for 15 years. Let's make it happen. Contact me, David Brenneman, at 415-0044. List it, sell it, and move on. With me, David Brenneman, at
7: 415-0044.
11: What can Elevate Performance do for your athlete? Maggie Taylor, Hill City High School.
7: We can't thank Rihanna at Elevate Performance enough. After my surgery, we started an intense rehab program. Since my recovery, we have met with Rihanna on occasion to help strengthen my body so an injury doesn't happen again. I feel like I couldn't be where I am at today as an athlete without the help of Rihanna at Elevate Performance. Get
6: your
4: athlete started at ElevatePerformanceSD.com. Insurance. We all need it to protect our homes, health, businesses, and belongings. But having adequate coverage is just the beginning. You also need the support of professionals who stand by your side to protect what's important to you. Fisher Rounds & Associates combines the coverage you want with the commitment you need. Fisher Rounds & Associates. At your service, at your side. With offices in Pierre, Mitchell, Watertown, Sioux Falls, and Rapid City. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and
6: 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate.
1: Welcome back in on a Monday. The Nate Brown Show Live, South Dakota Sports Talk Show, kicking off the week. Your sports, your show, thanks for being here. Appreciate that. If you miss some of the show live, the Nate Brown Show podcast is always available for you. So if you want to listen in the morning while you're walking the dog, all all that, there's there's actually a guy that does that. Don't laugh. There's a guy that does that, and I appreciate it. He walks his dog, and he listens to the Nate Brown Show podcast. It's a beautiful morning. (laughs) Uh, You can download it where you find the Nate Brown Show podcast anywhere. Google, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, Amazon. Just uh, find us there, the Nate Brown Show podcast, available where you download your favorite podcast. Zach Stevens coming up tonight from Denver. Covers the Broncos. Was at the preseason matchup against the 49ers. Broncos beat reporter for the DNVR. Zach Stevens, great Broncos guest, coming up. Matt McIntosh this hour. is the head football coach, Rapid City Christian. What an opener. 44 to nothing over Lee Deadwood. That woke uh, some people up, I think. I think that's a big deal. They were in overtime last year. I think Rapid City Christian's really, really growing. And uh, getting very competitive. They have great quarterback play. I I like what's going on there. Matt McIntosh coming up, head coach, straight ahead after the opening win. Uh, We are on the drive at 5, brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. When it comes to pre-owned selection in Rapid City, they've got the vehicles you want, so that's the first start. But then it's car buying truly built around you. What financing do you and your family need where you're at? Okay, they'll meet you there. Car buying built around you. None of the high-pressure sales gimmicky stuff. Just go to summitautogrp.com. Start there on your phone. Take a look at the inventory, and then experience the Summit difference. Summitautogrp.com. Start there. Take a look. Um, okay, so I was looking at this, and I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out what people think of this. I've wondered that for the last couple of years. I've seen this over the years, and I'm like. Oh, yeah, yeah, I I get it. Maybe it's okay. And I've actually, actually watched some of these teams play. I was able to watch one of these teams, uh, actually a couple of these teams play uh, a few years ago. And so what I'm talking about, the high school football season's upon us. And here's what comes out every year, the national high school football rankings. So we love the South Dakota rankings because, the media votes for the teams. Coaches have their own poll, and and people like seeing their teams ranked, right? And players that are playing here in town, they like seeing, hey, where are we ranked? Where are we going to be ranked? It's all just for shooting things around at the water cooler, shooting things around at, at, at where, what you're uh, talking about throughout the day, and we just throw the rankings around and have a good time with it at the schools and all that stuff, okay? So rankings aren't like a problem, okay? So I, I'm not going down that road of, no, we shouldn't have South Dakota rankings, and it's too much uh, hype, and people don't know what they're talking about, all that. It's its for fun. we Here's what we're going to do this week, by the way. We always predict high school games, right? Kearney's uh, Matt Kearney comes in. We do Browns best. We pick four or five high school games every Thursday. We pick the winners. We give the scores. It's for fun. It's for talking points. It's to see if we're clueless or we actually can kind of – see who's going to have good seasons, and, and we throw it around. It's just for fun, okay? So it's not that this is the worst thing in the world, but I do want to say, how? what do you think of the national high school football rankings? And what I mean by that is, how accurate can these rankings be? Honestly, I'm looking. They just came out today. The top 25 high school football teams in the country. Okay? <laughs> Maybe there's... Guys going to every program, every state. I get it. You can pick out some of the really good ones. Uh, Matter Day out of uh, California. Bishop Gorman. This is the team I saw play. You've heard of this name, right? Bishop Gorman out of Las Vegas. I went to Vegas here. I don't know how many years ago that was now. I'm getting old, but not that long ago. And me and my buddy went to a Bishop Gorman game. They were playing one of their national profile games, another nationally ranked team. And uh, out of Oregon, I think is what it was. And we watched Bishop Gorman play. It was it was pretty neat. It was, I'm a high school football fan, so I thought it was interesting. Like, for example, the national football rankings out today, Bishop Gorman out of Las Vegas is ranked number two in the nation. They're ranked number two in the nation. St. John Bosco, that's another one out of California, ranked number three in the nation. Um, IMG Academy, ranked number four in the nation. How do we know how good teams are from Nevada to California to Georgia to Texas to Pennsylvania. How how do we know? And then then it goes this far. Some of these teams, there's a team out of Maryland this year, one of the top teams in the top 25 today. They're traveling 15,000 miles to play a national schedule. (laughs) And so I'm sitting here going, wait a second. I thought in high school football, you kind of just played to play your your state championships and and the whole thing. Now we got teams traveling 15,000 miles to play high school football because they're a, what, nationally ranked team? And they're playing national games? So what do you think of the national rankings for high school football? Interesting or it's impossible to compare states? What do, what do you think of that scenario? The rankings are out today. Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. You know,
2: the rankings have been out for decades. Yes, yes, I've seen these. Yes. I, I think they're pretty good. You do? I think they pull in at least half of that top 25 of the best teams in the country. Okay. Bishop Gorman out of Vegas, are you kidding me? That's been an enrolled by uh, BMW School <laughs> since. God knows when. IMG, please. I mean, look at LeBron tried his own school, but them kids can't graduate, so <laughs> that's on the downfall. But, no, I think they're pretty accurate. You do. You like them. Yeah. All right, buddy. You ever noticed though, how many times you see a Nebraska team in there? I haven't seen oh. one. Oh, please. Oh. Maybe not. there. <laughs> Please. <laughs> I
1: I, Bellevue West alone you, has got you, what you, three, four stars. You stepped into that one today. I you set you set yourself up on that. All yeah, right. I did. All right, buddy. but uh, no, I'm in Redfield. That was huge. Oh, okay. Hot Springs. Yeah, they're not in the yeah. top twenty-five nationally, but nice win, huh? Well, for that Class
2: A, but Redfield's tough. Holy, I can't believe that.
1: I hope we have some good football out here. You know that. I really yeah, Lee deadwood. I mean, come on,
2: we could have sent Southwest.
1: I think Rapid City Christian's coming right along. I'm gonna tell. Um, oh, I think Christian. They got a great all right. coach. All right, buddy. Thanks, all right. For, thanks for getting in. I appreciate yep. it. Um, that's my question here. I, I just want to know. I do think it's really hard to um, compare states. But here's a rule of thumb. Surprise, surprise. Rule of thumb. California. Texas, Florida, Georgia. You think I would do okay if I just chose schools out of those states? They, <laughs> no, honestly, honestly, top 25 national rankings are out. Some of these programs, they're in there every year. I mean, it's just football factories. Football fact. St. Thomas Aquinas, you know that school, right? That's out of Florida. You've heard of them. You've heard of some of these high schools. Bishop Gorman out of Vegas. I went and watched Bishop Gorman in Vegas it was something. I mean, I felt like it was almost um, college level because you're watching a lot of recruits out there on the team. Not everybody uh, D1. Not everybody's D1, but there's a significant number. Um, I saw the Sewell brothers. You know, Penny Sewell out of Oregon, offensive lineman? I saw he was playing for Bishop Gorman, for example, at that time. So maybe it was longer than I than I remember. But th- you're watching some high-level But I just pick out and I say, how hard is it to compare states? I think probably difficult. So I look at it and I say, it's another thing to shoot around. It's fodder, right? Hey, national rankings of high school football, eh, kind of hard to determine. Is, Is this really the number one team in the country? I don't think you ever get down to the bottom of it. It should be for just talking points, but it has turned into, hey, we're trying to win a national championship. Like, they're they're trying to say we can have a true national champion of high school football, and I'm not buying that. That's what I'm telling you. So I can pick some teams out. Texas, California, Florida, Georgia probably end up with some really high-level teams. IMG Academy is an all-star team out of Florida. Is that a real high school team? To me, it's not. To me, it's not a real high school team. It's an all-star Academy team. I, I don't think those guys should even be considered in some of these high school rankings. For example, what about Bishop Sycamore? Anybody ever? Oh, anyway, um, that was that school that was like, <laughs> I don't know, what were they made up? There's there's like a documentary coming out on that right now. Um, Lister text. I don't like the high school football national rankings. How many of those schools are close to being a Bishop Sycamore? Well, I don't know. Some of these schools are the real deal. Um, But I think it's hard to pick a national champion on the high school level. I really do. What do you think of them? Uh, 77% say I don't like him. It's hard to compare states in high school football. 24% say it's interesting to see. Bishop Gorman, ranked number two in the country out of Las Vegas. Matter Day, that's um, out of California, ranked number one. Zach Stevens is in next, talking Broncos. you got to know where the Broncos are at. What do we think about where they're at right now? The DNVR.com, Broncos Beat Reporter on live next.
0: Live callers, big-time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City.
10: As a business owner now, Black Hills Tire has an interesting motto. One car, one customer, one opportunity at a time. We just want to portray that every person that comes in, we're going to give you our undivided attention. You're not a number to us.
6: Every single individual customer, every single individual thing we do for that customer is what makes us. Yeah. Every time you come into our store, this time, next time, the time after that, every single one is an individual chance for us to earn your trust. Check us out at BlackHillsTire.com. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City.
10: Being in a different profession for 38 years, uh, it was rather scary to go into a business of my own. When I decided to be able to go into this business, I worked with Joni, who helped me get set up with banking for my business, and just helping me figure out what I need to do to navigate being self-employed. Banking with Pioneer Bank makes me feel like that small town that I grew up in. They're just like family. They're there to help take care of you and to help you be successful. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local.
11: Pioneer Bank & Trust. Member FDIC.
4: What's the next best thing to a new Toyota? It's a certified pre-owned Toyota from Denny Menhold Toyota. Shop a nice selection of certified pre-owned Toyotas in stock. It gets better. Right now, get financing as low as 5.49% APR for up to 60 months on Camrys, RAV4s, and Corollas. Shop the area's best selection of used Toyotas and Toyota certified pre-owned at Denny Menhold Toyota or dollars 1910 for 1000 finance regardless of down, with qualified credit.
0: Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio. Sales, service, and recreation. This is Fox Sports Rapid City.
1: Welcome back in. The Drive at 5 on Fox Sports Rapid City, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. Stream is there, foxsportsrapidcity.com. The Nate Brown Show built by Consolidated Construction. You want to work with a company that gets it done from start to finish, not just, hey, it's another project. They know every project is a is not just a building, it's a community. They have a true purpose in their work. Work with somebody that was born in the Dakotas that's consolidated construction ingrained in this community. Consolidated construction. Start your next build at onecalltobuild.com. Start there. All right. Broncos preseason rolling. The DNVR.com coverage, really good. They have a great show. They have great coverage. The DNVR.com. Broncos beat reporter Zach Stevens on the Nate Brown Show tonight. Zach, good to have you back, man. How are you? Nate,
12: I'm doing great. It's wild. We're just uh, less than three weeks away from the regular season. I'm getting excited.
1: I am, too. I talked about this at the start of my show, Zach. I said, okay, I'm going to go with this um, preseason question today because I just see more injuries. I see Green go down. Um, I see a Patriots player, you know, get, get injured and, and they have to suspend the game. And I go, all right, I know the preseason, they get gate, they get money. There was a compromise to get one game off the schedule at a regular season. I said, how much preseason is too much? My answer is, give me two preseason gimme 18 regular season is that fair where are you at
12: yeah Absolutely. I think four preseason games was ridiculous. And now we're kind of seeing with three. I don't expect the Broncos starters to play on this coming Saturday. And now it is important to get back up some reps and to evaluate the back end of the roster. But let's not pretend that they're also not practicing for four weeks leading up uh, to the start of the season. I mean, the coaches get nearly six weeks before the first game to evaluate everyone so the coaches know really who can play who can't play and so i am all for more regular season games and fewer preseason games i'm right there with you nate
1: okay so i and i know injuries happen do you think the broncos have been hit a little bit this year
12: they certainly have been And and it's really been unfortunate because it's on the offensive side of the ball and it's at the positions that the broncos really need their guys and that is uh offensive line with Mike McGlinchey going down. Now the good news is he's supposed to be ready for week one, but Nate, Mike McGlinchey, the $17.5 million per year man that they signed in the offseason, he was struggling before he got hurt. He needed time on the field in order to gel with this offensive line and in order to work in Sean Payton's offense. So I expect, even if he's back for week one, I expect him to, to really have a lot of rust that he needs to knock off and not be that good at the start of the season Which does not help this offensive line at the right tackle position. And then, of course, a wide receiver. The Broncos lose Tim Patrick for the season for a second straight training camp, which is just brutal. He means so much to this team. And then Brandon Johnson goes down with a sprained ankle. He's probably out another week or two. And then you have Jalen Virgil, who might be lost for the year as well. So it seems like the Broncos really got hit hard at receiver last year, and it's deja vu again. They get hit hard again.
1: Hey, you've been down to practice a lot. You've been watching these guys. You tell everybody in Rapid City, what does Russell Wilson look like to you? Um, we've only seen him a little bit here. You know, people say, well, he kind of got pulled out early this past weekend. What, what's the story there? What does he look like to you? What do you What do you see?
12: Yeah, I got to tell you what, Nate. Uh, the, the, uh, the The first two, or I should say the first ten days of training camp were very scary for Russell Wilson. He did not look good. Uh, in fact, he had thrown zero touchdowns through the first nine days of training. of of training camp and a lot of interceptions to Justin Simmons. However, since then, the past two weeks, Russell Wilson hasn't thrown a single interception. He looks way more comfortable in the pocket. He's slinging touchdowns left and right, and it feels like he's finally comfortable in Sean Payton's offense. And you know what? That's totally okay that it took him 10 days in order to figure things out and get comfortable. But the Russell Wilson that I've seen the past two weeks has been a comfortable Russell Wilson, a Russell Wilson that's willing to run, which is, is so key. One of the things that Nathaniel Hackett did last year, which might've been his biggest downfall, was tried to make Russell Wilson a pocket passer. That is not who Russell Wilson is. That is not what got Russell Wilson to nine Pro Bowls in his first 10 years in Seattle. That is not what Russell, what, 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 Uh, allowed Russell Wilson to become the second winningest quarterback in the first decade of his career only to Peyton Manning. That's not it. Russell Wilson is a runner. He moves in the pocket and that's one of the things and the most encouraging thing I saw from the Broncos second preseason game was in that first series. While he only did play 13 snaps, he ran the ball for 25 yards and he actually only threw for 24 yards. If this is the Russell Wilson that we're going to see this year, then this is going to be a much better Ro- Russell Wilson than last year.
1: Zach Stevens on tonight. Broncos beat reporter, the DNVR.com. If you're not following him, he's at Zach Stevens DNVR. Sean Payton and um, Vance Joseph got pretty wound up there uh, during a play or two, and I thought, well, this is interesting. It was towards the end of the game. Some frustration, some yelling. What would you make of that scene? I mean, preseason It's preseason, but there was some intensity there.
12: Oh, there was a lot of intensity, and Sean has made it very clear that preseason matters. Look, he's coming in uh, to what he views as an awful situation that the Broncos have had here, not just on the field, but off the field as well. And he wants to do everything to turn the culture around here as soon as possible, and that culture that he wants is win. And winning culture, he thinks, starts in the preseason. The Broncos are 0-2 in the preseason, and Sean Payton is not happy about it. I was told that he was furious after the Broncos lost the first preseason game. The second preseason game, I think he understands that it was really backups, just as it was in the first preseason game, but it was backups that kind of lost that game for him at the end. Uh, and so he, he seemed to be take take a calmer approach to this loss. But I would be shocked if the Broncos don't come out and win this final preseason game just to say that they won a preseason game Sean Payton is all about winning and he thinks it starts in the preseason so I was not surprised to see him and Vance and the rest of the staff absolutely fired up trying to win that game at the end there
1: okay let me ask you uh the Chiefs here's here's the stat that came out Patrick Mahomes hasn't been touched this preseason so he hasn't even been touched he hasn't played a lot hasn't been touched what should we think about that story as opposed to the Broncos' old line like in the first game?
12: My gosh, that is absolutely wild, and that's exactly what you need to do uh, when you have really any quarterback, but especially when you have a franchise quarterback, you have to protect them at all costs. And uh, the first week was concerning, uh, to say the least, with the Broncos' offensive line. It was better in the second preseason game, but I'd be naive to say that I'm not worried about this offensive line. It, it might be outside of Russell Wilson. It's the biggest question mark heading into the Broncos season. It's the thing that concerns me the most about this team is the offensive line. And it's not like they haven't tried to fix it. No, they have a first-round picket left tackle. They went out and paid over $30 million per year on a guard and a tackle in free agency this year to pair alongside Two young players they already have there, so they have invested a ton, and the returns so far in camp have been very concerning. The Broncos' pass rush, Nick Benito, Jonathan Cooper, they look like pro bowlers in training camp, the way they're playing against this offensive line. Maybe they are pro bowlers, and they're going to shock the world. The Broncos are going to have uh, just a fantastic pass rush, but it's probably somewhere in the middle where I think those guys, Jonathan Cooper and Nick Benito, have taken a step up this year. But I'm concerned about the offensive line because, like I said, before Mike McGlinchey got hurt, no, Jonathan Cooper was beating him nearly every single day, and almost the same with Garrett Bowles on the other side. So that's going to be such a big key for Russell Wilson. Is does he have enough time in the pocket to win from the pocket when Sean Payton asks him, to
1: do that. A big bright spot for me when I was watching him was this Jaleel McLaughlin, undrafted, out of Youngstown State. He's a small guy. What, he's six yards per carry. um, Had a few touchdowns. Running back, Jaleel McLaughlin. I know you got Javante Williams. We love him. And he looked good coming back after, what, only 10 months. Um, What should we say about Jaleel McLaughlin? Is he going to be a guy that uh, Sean Payton's going to give a chance here? Yeah,
12: absolutely. I mean, Jaleel McLaughlin, we are eight days from cutdown day. That happens next Tuesday. He is one that is already guaranteed to make the roster because of just what he brings to this team. And you look at the Broncos' backfield, uh, Javante Williams, Samaje P. Ryan, both big powerful, bruising backs. That's really tough to go up against when you have two bruising backs like that that are just going to be, if they stay healthy, that that are fresh that come at you, and then you have this change of pace back. Jaleel McLaughlin who can run inside the tackles, but is really the threat outside the tackles. You get the ball into space, and Sean Payton knows how to use these guys. Not just Alvin Kamara, who everyone's familiar with now. Reggie Bush, Darren Sproles, these type of running backs, Sean Payton has had tremendous success with and I think that's exactly what he's going to try to do with Jaleel McLaughlin and we've seen it in nearly every single area that a player can touch the ball. We saw it as a running back, we saw it as a receiver from Jaleel this past week we even saw it in the return game from Jaleel. Now I know he did muff one of those kickoffs but he also took another one 50 yards which was just huge this is a guy that's going to have a big time impact on this Broncos team now he may only get the ball a couple of times a game but that's a lot more than pretty much any other undrafted guy in the NFL. So I would expect him to, to have a have a pretty sizable role on this team.
1: Okay, that's interesting. I wanted to see. I didn't know if it was just a preseason star, this McLaughlin kid out of Youngstown State, undrafted. He looks pretty electric to me. I, th- I thought it was an interesting guy to watch. By the way, the Broncos have had some guys late, late in the draft that have been pretty good at running back, we might remember. Um, Zach Stevens on tonight, the DNVR.com, Broncos Beat Report. He's on Twitter. Follow him at Zach Stevens DNVR. Zach, good to have you, man. Thanks for the time.
12: Oh, love being on. Thanks so much for having me.
1: I appreciate it. Watch his show there, the DNVR.com. Broncos beat reporter. They do a great Broncos show on Twitter at Zach Stevens DNVR. Follow him. Uh, the Broncos' second preseason game in the books. They lose to San Francisco by one. My producer, Matt Kearney, says this is a sign of things to come. And uh, don't worry, He's, he, he, he just doesn't like the Broncos. I hate to break it to everybody. No, I'm kidding. Um, he just likes giving me a bad time. That's all. That's it. It's not a sign of things to come. We're fine. And uh, remember that name, Jaleel McLaughlin. I was watching him against the 49ers over the weekend. I'm like, look at this guy. He's explosive. Small guy. What was he, 5'8"? Was he 5'8"? Just explosive running back. Couple of He, he scored four touchdowns in two games. Um, no, I should say he scored three, three out of the four, uh, that the Broncos have scored. All right. Uh, listener text coming in, Nate, why are you talking about the Broncos? It should be about the Raiders, the Raiders. Um, let me get to that later. Let me get to that later. (laughs) When, when, when the Broncos play the Raiders. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right. Uh, by the way, nobody can tell who's going to be good. We can't tell a thing who's going to be good. Um, my question of the day is, how many preseason games are just right for the NFL? What do you say? Right now we're at three. I, I just think it's just one too many. Give us a look at preseason. Backups can try and make the roster. You can evaluate players. So So give me two, and we'd be done right now. Broncos have played two, they'd be done. I just think three, you start getting into more people spending money on meaningless games, fans are going. So I get the owners want it. I would go two preseason, 18 regular season. Add one of the regular season where it matters, take one off preseason. I don't think the fans would really care if you eliminated a preseason game, especially if you added a regular season game. All right, let's go high school football. Back to it with Matt McIntosh. He's the head football coach for Rapid City Christian. You're home for local sports. We'll get an update from the head man at Rapid City Christian next.
0: This is the Nate Brown Show. Hi folks, Kevin McPherson, McPherson Auction Company, our annual classic car and memorabilia auction for Cool Deadwood Nights, August 24th, 25th, 26th. Daily auctions will take place at the Deadwood Mountain Grand Event Center. Come on out and join us for all the excitement and fun. Nearly 300 of the area's finest classic cars crossing the block. Join us for this classic car auction at Cool Deadwood Nights. For more info, go to McPhersonAuction.com.
11: The doctors and staff at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center have provided expert bone, joint, and muscle care to patients in the Black Hills area since 1976. Whether you're an elite athlete, a weekend warrior, or just want to continue your active lifestyle, the orthopedic experts at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center will help you stay in the game. Don't let an injury keep you from doing the things you love. Trust the team at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center, specializing in what moves you. Learn more at bhosc.com. For nearly 100 years, Connects has been providing the know-how and materials to help their neighbors grow. Through partnerships with builders, homeowners, and contractors, Connect Home Centers have impacted our communities, making them stronger and safer through support of local organizations and neighborhood beautification projects. Improving the quality of life for others is important to us. We are Connect Home Center,
6: your hometown lumberyard lending a helping hand in building our communities since 1928.
3: Winter is coming. Will you get this question again this year from your loving spouse or cute, cuddly children? Why is it so cold in this house? Can't we turn up the heat? Please listen to this. Renewal by Anderson's Awesome. Winter is coming. Sale is on. Winter is coming. Don't suffer again. Buy one window or patio door. Get the second one of equal or lesser value for 40% off, plus an additional 5% off the entire project if purchased on the initial consultation. It's amazing. And you'll not pay a dime for a whole year. No money down, no interest, no payments for 12 months. Payments as low as $89 a month. Invest in your home. Heating bills are only going up. Renewal by Anderson's windows and patio doors could cut your bills significantly. Please do not wait though. This sale ends October 15th. Renewal by Anderson's winter sale is on. Visit rbarapidcity.com. That's rbarapidcity.com to schedule your in-home consultation and get ready to hear these words this winter. It's so comfortable in here. By the way, have I told you lately how much I love you? rbarapidcity.com.
1: Ever since Barron's
3: Wilson Funeral Home first opened their doors in Rapid City 140 years ago, they have continued to make personal service their number one priority. In your time of grief, they offer a personal touch by being at your side through every step of the funeral process.
1: They answer difficult questions and guide you toward other professional services you may need. See for yourself the wide variety of services they can provide for you by visiting their website at barronswilson.com.
0: Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Detail Studio, sales, service, and recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City.
1: Welcome back in. The Nate Brown Show live on Fox. Sports Rapid City, oh, yeah. this is throwback Monday, I like it, I'll take it, South Dakota Sports Talk Show Live, weekdays 4 to 6 on Fox Sports Rapid City, remember a lot of ways you can listen, FoxSportsRapidCity.com, right there on your phone, bring us up, live stream there from Dan Patrick to Colin Cowherd to Doug Gottlieb, the Nate Brown Show, your best weekday lineup no doubt. Fox Sports Rapid City also here on 1067 FM 11:50 a.m. your home for local sports. We covered Rapid City Christian Friday. Rapid City Christian beating Lee Deadwood 44 to nothing. So I had a question as I started the show today. I said, so Christian beats Lee Deadwood 44 nothing. Hot Springs beats uh, Redfield 55 nothing. That was a mercy rule halftime. I said, how big a deal is that uh, for West River football? I think it's a pretty big deal. Rapid City Christians head coach, Matt McIntosh, back on tonight after the win. Coach, good to have you. How are you?
13: I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on again.
1: Well, I appreciate it. So let me ask you, you win 44-0. Going into that thing, you're probably thinking, well, Lee Deadwood, we we went to overtime last year. Maybe they lost some guys. Um, But as you prepared for that, was there some butterflies there, what you were expecting from your guys at all? Yeah,
13: absolutely. I think the last two years, it was a one-touchdown game um, both times. So we were we were nervous. We certainly weren't underestimating them, and we knew that they were going to be well-coached, a hard-hitting team. And the score doesn't reflect that, but, man, they, they came out and they played the whole time, and that uh, quarterback, Coach's son, is a special player.
1: Okay, so you you get into this, and you kind of open it up a little bit. Your quarterback throws for 344 yards. Did you expect, Coach, that, hey, this is the kind of personnel we could have? Are you going to be able to um, open this thing up?
13: Yeah, I think so. That was our goal is really to use a little bit of the complement of the running game to do what we did well last year, which was the passing attack. And this year we just have a better understanding of it. The wide receivers have a better feel, and the quarterback obviously is able just to sling it. And so – uh, he also had 70 yards rushing and so we we were able to use him in a number of ways the passing game helped the running game and, and vice versa
1: okay so what was your biggest difference do you coach when maybe the lead deadwood doesn't have as, as some of their same players but they like i said they got good quarterback play you need that what was the biggest difference for your team this year in this first game
13: well, I think being year two definitely helped, uh, you know, and having a better understanding so that we weren't learning going into game one. We were more polishing. That that definitely helped. It was also a numbers advantage. Deadwood, I think, had 25, 26 guys, and, and we gassed them out a little bit. You could tell by the second half that they were tired, and there were some times where we got advantages just because they weren't in proper alignment because their guys were gassed. And so – um, we were able to roll guys in, and we've been working hard on conditioning, and that really played a huge part in it.
1: Rapid City Christian beats Lee Deadwood 44-0. Uh, Matt McIntosh on tonight. He's the head coach for the Comets. What a start to the season. So what would you tell your guys after this win here? I think I think you got a confident bunch. I mean, I, what do they think the capability of this team is? Can you tell?
13: Yeah, I mean, they're confident, and we're trying to make sure that we don't get out of control. Um, you know, we we just watched film here before our JV game, and one of the things that I learned a long time ago is when you watch the film, it's never as bad as you think, and never as good as you think, and it, it, it's true for this game as well. Even though we were we won forty-four to nothing, we made plenty of mistakes, and we got lucky on a couple of plays. And so um, I told them today that you can't be going and patting yourself on the back. There's plenty to clean up, and when you play a team like STM, they're not going to let you get away with those types of
1: plays. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, let's take a look around the conference. I, I just mentioned. Hot Springs just beat Redfield 55 nothing. When you see something like that, halftime mercy roll, what do you think?
13: Yeah, I watched a little bit of that film. I haven't had a chance to get all the way through it, but I, I know that Redfield's down a little bit this year. They lost a lot of players from, from last season. Uh, and But I know Hot Springs is reloaded. they got a lot of good guys. Uh, they got some special players on that team, and, and they're going to be very tough this year again.
1: Okay, I'm going to ask you about your chances in this conference. Just You started off great. And so you look at it. How competitive is this conference? Just St. Thomas Thomas-Moore, You talk about Hot Springs. You talk about some of these teams that are on your schedule down the road. What does this conference look like?
13: You know, the top half of the conference is very solid, but I think we can compete with anybody East River. And so you got, like you said, you got Hot Springs, St. Thomas More, ourselves. I think those us three can we can go. We went to the playoffs last year. Um, I expect the same three to go again this next year.
1: Okay, Matt McIntosh on tonight, talking Rapid City Christian football, forty-four to nothing. And when you look at it um, defensively, we didn't talk a lot about that. It's a shutout. What about your defensive side of the football? What's impressed you?
13: Yeah, we really implemented a lot of things uh, that we found we did wrong last year. So I was really happy with the way that we were able to make those adjustments. Uh, one of the things that they did really well against us last year was a trap play right up the middle, and we were able to formulate a plan for it. Um, the defense coordinator, Aaron Marshall, did a great job coming up with a plan, and we executed it very well. And They got us right away. One of the first running plays that they were successful on was that dang trap play. Um, but then we were able to kind of get into it, and we were able to shut it down for the
1: rest of the game. win for Rapid City Christian. Uh, Matt McIntosh is the head coach as they get set for Week 2. Coach, good to have you on. Uh, Congrats on the win. We appreciate the time.
13: Thanks, Nate. I appreciate it. Take care.
1: Thanks for hopping on. Uh, Matt McIntosh with an update out at Rapid City Christian. We'll keep on covering the Comets. They have some of their games on the schedule this year. We're going to cover that Hot Springs game down the road. That's October 6th. I think that's October 6th. Rapid City Christian playing St. Thomas More. We're going to cover that one coming up. So, uh, some big games, Rapid City Christian going from really a nine-man team that, that kind of struggled at times, then they jumped to 11-man a couple of years ago, really struggle early on, get a new coach last year, Matt McIntosh, competitive in some games, getting better, and now it feels like they've made that jump. It's, it's a program that's on the rise. I don't know if they're in that mix with some of the top 11 B teams. I don't know that. Okay, I'm not a ele- uh, high school football expert like my guy Matt Kearney here, but I'm not an expert. I don't know if they're in that mix yet, but they sure seem like they're pretty darn good. I, I pointed out as I started the show, a win like that, whether it's Lee, Deadwood, or whoever, 44 nothing, Rapid City Christian didn't do that in the past. So-, so whatever you want to say there, they didn't have games like that in the past. They were on the other end of some of those games. Now they, they've advanced enough that I think they're in the mix. Um, Coach McIntosh said, he said, you know, it's kind of us, Hot Springs, St. Thomas More. You know, he mentioned that. Kind of some of the top teams in the Black Hills Conference. All right. Who's hot and who's not tonight? Brought to you by the Pizza Ranch, as always. Um, and I've got some who's hot and who's not candidates, including could this company buy ESPN A report out. That's on the way. This
0: is South Dakota's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City
11: at Ace Steel and Recycling in Rapid City our goal is to make recycling your materials so quick, so easy and so profitable that you'll become a lifetime recycler. At Ace Steel and Recycling we buy, process and ship scrap iron, automobiles, stainless steel and aluminum including cans and cast. We also buy insulated wiring as well as copper, brass, lead, batteries, zinc and tungsten carbide. Visit acesteelusa.com or give us a call at 342-8649. Ace Steel and Recycling, 2830 Eglins Street, Rapid City.
10: Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows it down to about 69. Tonight under clear skies, winds out of the south, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Slight chance for scattered thunderstorms tomorrow. Highs around 98, a mix of clouds and sun. 72 tomorrow night, slight chance for scattered storms. Mid 90s, Wednesday, upper 80s, Thursday with a chance for scattered thunderstorms. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 86.
3: As the chief buffet officer here at Pizza Ranch, I get all kinds of buffet questions. Here's one from Cole.
7: Is there a real cactus in your cactus bread?
3: Great question, Cole. No, (laughs) there is no cactus in our cactus bread. Just sweet cinnamon-y streusel. It's on our buffet every day, along with pizza, chicken, ice cream, and all your other favorites. Even better, at least for your parents, kids eat free on Tuesday nights. And don't worry, Cole, there's no coal in our coleslaw either. Pizza Ranch with two Rapid City locations and
1: Pizza Ranch. Branch.com.
11: Get ready for the largest monthly giveaway in Deadwoods history. First Gold Gaming Resort celebrates their 33rd anniversary all September long by giving away over $125,000 in cash and promo play. Every Friday through Sunday win $500 at the top of every hour and $200 every 15 minutes. Then at 10 p.m. on Friday and Saturday night, First Gold will have an anniversary drawing for $3,300 in cash. It's the 33rd anniversary giveaway starting September 1st only at First Gold
9: Gaming resorts. For 84 years, Pomp's Tire Service has been providing best-in-class service and value. We have grown to over 200 locations and are one of a few service providers that buy tires manufacturer direct. We are proud to pass those savings on to you, our customers. Pomp's, the tire and service professionals, family-owned since 1939. Through August 31st, get up to $130 in rebates on select Firestone tires, up to $140 in rebates on select Bridgestone tires, or up to $240 in rebates on select Goodyear tires. See store for details or visit us at pompstire.com.
0: Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio. Sales, service, and recreation. This is Fox Sports Rapid City.
1: All right, here we go on a Monday night. Thanks for listening tonight. The Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Every night at this time, who's hot and who's not? Brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. Hey, tomorrow's kids' night. One child 12 and under eats free for every regular-priced adult at the Pizza Ranch Buffet. Tuesday nights, the buffet open daily, 11 to 8. Tuesday night, it's kids' night tomorrow. Who's hot and who's not? Here we go. How about this one? So I just got this update. What is the most popular FCS football program in the country? Most popular FCS football program in the country. Um, And this is in comparison with ticket sales. Ticket sales. Who has sold the most season tickets for the upcoming football season? The Montana Grizzlies. The Montana Grizzlies, 18,529. They're getting set to pass their all-time record of 18,622. So how impressive is that for the Montana Grizzlies? I'm going Okay, how many how many tickets uh here's some here's some North Dakota State last year sold 12,500. Montana State sold 12,968. Again, Montana Grizzlies at 18,529 last year. San Diego State sold 16,000. That's San Diego State. Impressive. Montana Grizzly football. They haven't even been a top, top team in the FCS lately. But they sell out uh, every game up there in Missoula. Okay, who's not category? I'm going to go to this. And you might disagree, but I'm going to tell you Wall Street insider Dan Ives was on CNBC, quote, I believe it's a matter of when, not if, ESPN and Apple get together. So this was on CNBC. If you look at it for Apple, they need content, and they need live sports content. So Disney is throwing around that uh, maybe we would look for somebody to sell ESPN to. And um, Wall Street insider Dan Ives says on CNBC that Apple could be the powerhouse that uh, isn't shy about getting into sports. They might be the ones that buy ESPN. And you know I don't like that? You know why I don't like that? Now I have to get another one, Apple TV? Now I, <laughs> What, you think they're going to keep ESPN on cable? No. If they buy ESPN, they've got the platform set up. Now it's all streaming all the time. Keep an eye on it. I mean, it hasn't happened, but uh, speculation, would a deal make sense? Apple could be the one buying ESPN. We'll see where it goes. Back tomorrow on the Nate Brown Show. We're here at 4, ready to roll. The Nate Brown Show podcast going up right now. See ya.